Home over rain. Wait, this is Dore Alalia, and you're listening to episode 29 of the Before the Millions podcast. Booyah! Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur and you are listening to the before the millions podcast hey this is mark asquith the host of the seven minute mentor podcast global entrepreneur and all-round geek and you are listening to the before the millions podcast i am mc lobster the cash flow ninja and you're listening to before the millions podcast you're listening to the before the millions podcast but whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent you've come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast and now your host deray olalaye hey what's up what's going on btm community deray olalaye here and welcome to another installment of the btm podcast Hope you guys are all having a very, very, very Merry Christmas. I'm currently in Nigeria spending time with family, friends, and loved ones. But actually, as of the recording of this podcast, it's still November. So I'm still kind of full off of Thanksgiving dinner. So there's that. But you're probably full off of Christmas dinner. So that's good. Anyways, on today's show, we are speaking with Benny Chopra. Now, Vinny's nickname is Mr. Smiles because all he does is smile, and I can attest to that. As I interviewed him, he did not stop smiling. But Vinny came to the U.S. as an immigrant with $7 in his pocket. And currently today, he has over $200 million in assets. That's crazy. He's participated in 26 syndications. He spent 37 years as a fundraising consultant and motivational speaker. So best believe that he's going to get us motivated today, guys. So a lot of what we're covering today has to do with mindset, has to do with taking the leap of faith, has to do with kind of molding your lifestyle to be how you see fit. And that's exactly what Vinny did with his life. He was handed a specific set of cards and he refused to live his life the way that the way that society kind of pigeonholed him into living. He broke the barrier. He broke the chains. And now he's doing really, really well, guys. His story is fascinating. I know you're excited. I am too. But first, let's get to the tip of the week. DeRay's tip of the week. I own a high-end online retail store. And we've been open for business for a little over a year now. And random crazy story I'm not going to get into now, but because of this business, the IRS froze all my accounts earlier this year. And it was a scary time, but I realized that it was because I had neglected to submit my quarterly earnings to them. And unbeknownst to me, I mean, I was a new business owner. I was wet behind the ears. I had no idea that I was supposed to do any of that. So I guess they froze my accounts. And the reason they did that was because, well, I just told you guys the reason that they did that. But the underlying reason that they did that was because I didn't pay my sales tax. So long story short, I started paying my sales tax and I needed to submit that. 
I needed to submit that form quarterly and pay my sales tax quarterly. Well, the past couple of months, I've been really, really busy and I just haven't been able to get to it. So I didn't pay it on time and I did all of that today. And while I was doing that, I was entering my third quarter earnings and I was just like, oh my goodness, we made some some dough this quarter. Like, where did that where did that come from? And I wasn't saying, oh my goodness, in a good way. I was saying, oh my goodness, in a bad way, because I had, that means I had a lot of tax to pay. So I put in my earnings. I was just like, there has to be a way to circumvent this. I just started thinking of like different weird things that could possibly work. So I went to Google, trusty Google, and I researched why exactly I was paying sales and use tax and how much I needed to pay. And is there any exemptions doing all the due diligence I needed to do to figure out how to get out of the situation, which is tax burden, a tax situation that I didn't like. So take what I'm doing with the grain of salt and you can apply this to so many different instances. But I looked up exemptions. I looked up what it was for and I looked up who needed to pay it. And one thing I found was that I only needed to pay sales tax on many of you guys probably know this like dud array, but I didn't know this until today. But I mean, I guess I, I did know this, but I never I never translated it to my business and what I was doing because I don't know. So long story short, I didn't need to pay a whole lot of sales tax. I only needed to pay sales tax on all of the product that I sold from customers who live in the state that I operate out of. Now I have it's an online business, it's fully online, but you still have to register in some state. And I just so happen to register in Texas. So any customer who buys a product and they live in Texas, I charge them sales tax, which I also didn't know. Long story short, I had about one customer a quarter from Texas. One customer a quarter. Now this is again the customer has to be the customer has to be from Texas for me to have to pay sales and use tax. So I had about one customer a quarter from Texas purchasing from my store. And I was just like, wait a minute. And my sales and use tax went down to like 30 bucks. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized all the previous quarters, I had been paying sales and use tax on the total gross. I was like, man, they owe me a lot of money. So I just went back and I redid all those tax returns and I'm waiting to see if they just deposit some money in my account or they just give me some kind of credit. I don't know, but it's the IRS. Ain't no telling. So that's your tip of the week, guys. All of that, that story. And now your feature presentation. Today, I'd like to welcome Vinny Chopra to the show. Hey, Vinny, how's it going? Oh, doing great, Dre. How are ya? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to interview you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and can't wait for our audience to kind of dive in and learn your story. But but just a quick background on you, Vinny. I know that you're you're a successful entrepreneur in the in the in the real estate space and more specifically in multifamily syndication. But you came, you came to the US, Vinny, years ago. And we're not gonna date you, but we can't you came to the US <laughs> years ago with about seven dollars in your pocket. And we really want to learn how you were able to transform seven dollars into a multi-million dollar company or multi-million dollar companies. I'm going to start from there. Totally. I would say that we can definitely dig back when I grew up in New Delhi in our conversations and so forth. I had a very humble beginning. We have six siblings in the family. I have another brother and four sisters and my parents and I, we lived, actually my older sister got adopted. So we were five kids plus two, so seven in one bedroom apartment. 
over there, very humble beginnings. And we always were very happy as I look back at it, because you can have happiness any stage of your life. If you have some, and if you don't have much anyway, but I grew up and I was quite studious, very studious. And I always wanted to do well and study well and learn things. And I remember when I was in junior high, I really wanted to become an engineer. And I would break the toys and everything, put them all together. And anyway, then I topped in the university there in my high school. And then I got scholarship for five years where I didn't have to pay a dime. You know, merit scholarship, the government pays money and so forth. Anyway, so I became a chemical engineer. And then I had the urge to come to USA. I said, I really want to go to the land of opportunity and make a difference. That's what brought me here with $7. That was the only time you could bring only $7 and we didn't have much. My parents didn't want to pay for my ticket. My grandpa paid for my ticket to come here. And I brought $7 and myself into this country. (laughs) How How did you convince your grandpa to let you come here? He was a very driving force behind me, to be truthful, all my life. I would spend my summers with my grandparents, my mom and grandpa and grandma from my dad's side. You know, they also lived in Delhi, but a little part of a little far away. But I would spend like two and a half months with them every year. And they got to like me and I was their first grandson of blah, 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 blah. So it's a kind of affinity and love. So I guess yeah. my question is, what's the driving factor? What prompted you? Why, why did you want to come here? And what did you tell your grandfather to allow you to do that? That is very interesting. I mean, you know, I always wanted to be an engineer, which I became. My grandpa came here because my uncle had come to USA, actually. And then when my grandpa came, he saw the life here and everything and the universities also he saw. So when he came back to India, he says, Vinod, you're going there. Vinnie, I mean, you know, Vinnie is my nickname, but we know this is my real name. And he says, you are going there. I'm going to make sure you go. And it's just so ironical that he was in the hospital, actually, when, you know, I came here many years back. And when I arrived here and the news went to him in the hospital that Vinod arrived in safely, blah, blah, blah. And then I think he passed away after that. I mean, but the, his main purpose was to really send me here. And I owe a lot to him and to my uncle who gave me to live with them and their family for two and a half years, two and a half years while I was going to school because I didn't have much money, but I sold encyclopedias and Bibles door to door, which is... Yeah. Oh my gosh. One of the friend at George Washington University, I was doing MBA, right? In marketing. I thought engineering and marketing will be good combination. I always kind of plan ahead in my life a little bit. And then he said, Vinod, what are you doing? I said, I'm nothing. I just came from India. He says, well, I sold books, Bibles and encyclopedias door to door and made some money, good money. Would you like to come along? (laughs) So he recruited me. And here I just went with him in his car. And that was the thing. My uncle gave me some checks. He says, you're an engineer. You're not a sales guy, whatever, you know. And then about 10 days later or something after the training, I had $1,000 in my pocket. And I told my uncle, I'm going to tear off these checks. I don't need it. I'm going to stay here for two and a half months. And I think I earned $3,700 that summer in just three months. 
That's amazing. And your and your and your 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 uncle said, you know, you're an engineer, not a sales guy. And no, you know, the way you thought was that you wanted to combine. I guess two industries that, that you didn't really see that, that fit well together, but you kind of saw the future in both of them and you wanted to explore that. So you exploring sales and marketing and, and door-to-door pitches, what kind of attributes, what did you learn from that? What did you learn from that that you currently implement? That changed my life. It really has. I mean, that business is still alive. It started in 1855. They work with college students all the way from Stanford to MIT to all the college students who are really want to make it, you know, earn a lot of money. Sometimes even the students make 40, 50,000, which I started making later on. Not that much, but I made like 21 in my third year savings. But the re- what it is, is that it's 80 hours of work every week, 75 to 80 hours, six days a week. You knock on doors, six days a week, 7.30 in the morning until nine o'clock, 9.30 at night, and you sell. So you understand rejection. You understand being, keeping you motivated when you're down. You understand about discipline. You understand about just working together and working on your sales talk, we call it, right? Script and the body language and everything. And when I came to this country... Really really quick, why do you think it's important to understand some of those things? Why do you think it's important to understand rejection? Oh my gosh, that's the number one thing in life. I think many times people give up too quickly. We have fear. We have fear of the unknown and we have fear in our mind for the things that will never happen. But we think they will happen and it just consolidates. It just limits us. But by having that no fear attitude, you say, what's the worst can happen? We used to say, Mrs. Jones, right? Let's knock on the door. And if she says, come on in, great. If she says, no, I don't want you. You say, okay, that's okay. She's having some personal issue or she can meet with us, mom, or like that at the door, things like that. So we were trained to kind of answer objections before they come and People couldn't understand me much. <laughs> they can't stand even still. <laughs> but they'll say, oh, come on in. I used to get so many doors open <laughs> just to kind of, they would like me to come in and sit in their living room. And I sold a lot of books, a lot of encyclopedias. And I loved it. Just totally loved it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So mo- moving a little bit further along. Sure. Uh, on your path. So you sold these books and I think it's commendable that any salesman, I've, n- I've never been able to do, I've never tried or even thought about doing door-to-door sales, but I commend people who, who, who've done that because you build, you build a certain level of grit. You build a lot of tough skin because I can, I can imagine some rejections were not so pleasant. Am I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about maybe a time in your life in which those rejections and, 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 and those, those comments and being out in the hot sun, a time in your life in which those skills that you built up during that time were able to translate. You were able to stick it through. You were able to keep going. You were able to see a rejection and deflect the rejection because you knew what was on the other end of that. Totally. That has been my foundation in this country, to be truthful. Those three summers, I liked it so much my first summer and I'm still going to college, right? So university. So I came second summer and in this whole business, they work with about five thousand students, college students. And even now we get students from abroad who come here and sell encyclopedias and they books and all. It's getting more electronic. But anyway, the cool thing about the whole training is that you really put a tough skin. 
You really get better and better in handling objection and not really going down in the dumps, you know, how it is, and positive attitude and enthusiasm. So that's what I learned. I learned from those and they have been my foundation for the last so many years I've been in this country. After I graduated my MBA, I had to get a full-time job. (laughs) So now I had so much confidence in me in these three summers that I found out that one of the sister company president was, and you know, they were very small company, 13 people in the whole company. And I just called and I said, could I speak to Mr. So-and-so? He was the president. And here I'm just a guy. I'm talking to the president of it. And I said, sir, I heard you that you are hiring for new full-time positions. And I'm, I've been doing good with the sister company, blah, blah, blah. And I got a job with them as a promotional consultant. $10,000 straight commission, door to, no, no, that was not door to door. That was with a B2C so to the organizations. So that was a more professional job. <laughs> it's so funny. I am in the shorts, right? Doing this book sales for two and a half, three years. Then I would go to this suit place in Columbia, South Carolina. I buy five suits because now I have to get suited booted <laughs> for the professional job. <laughs> That's a change. That's a different change. <laughs> That's amazing. So Vinny, you're progressing along your journey. And what are some things that you're realizing? What are, You have a certain lifestyle that you want to live. So what are some things that you're noticing in the job and the hours that you're working that maybe you particularly don't like and that you want to start changing? What did you shift to next? Good point. What happened was, I know when we got married, we got married in 1980 and so forth. And I told my wife, we're going to make five times the money in just two years. She says, what? What are you talking about? I have always been a goal setter and planner and thinker. I plan ahead and then I pay the price to really make sure that I'm working hard. I'm really diligent about my business. The business I've been in for the last all these 40 years has been my own business kind of thing. Even though I was employed by the company, but they gave us the flexibility of running your own business. So you were actually doing it on your basis. If you didn't do well, it's because of you. You are the CEO of your life. I kind of get that idea in my mind. So that's how we progressed and we moved to California in 1980, the same year. The company kind of saw, I was a failure, by the way. In this new company, sister company, I was very good in selling door to door. But when I came into professional motivational speaking and all that, I was not a good, I was at the bottom of the pile. I said, holy cow, what's going on? Why am I not doing well? And here I was doing really well. So I just went back to basics. See, that's the other part in life which has taught me is to don't try to cut a corner. Don't try to do it. Overnight success never comes. If it comes for a little bit, it goes away. You've got to really pay the price and make sure that you're going back to the basics to learn the techniques. So that's what I did. I went back to the manual of the company. I did my motivation talking in front of the mirror and learned it verbatim and everything. And every day, I'll go out in the field, come back and then repractice it and say, why didn't I get that sale? Or why didn't I do this? All that. So now move forward. I got 81% increase, blah, blah. And they made me leader, manager, and they never had any representation in California on the West Coast. So we moved from Ohio 
all the way over here to West Coast near San Francisco. And that changed our life. So we've been here 37 years and I just retired with the company after 37 years. My stocks went from $1 to $67. And I was in the very early stages of coming into that company with 13 people. When I left the company, we had 14 companies that we built in that time frame, you know, with my colleagues and whole leadership and everything, we sold two companies also in the middle for many millions of dollars. And we did a lot of great things. And I, you know, so I'm very, very happy. My tenure with them was really good. And then I got into the real estate. We've been going into real estate for 33 years. Our son is that old. We've been buying single family homes, sometimes one, sometimes two, to get passive cash flows. And we used to do the lease option. A lot of people talk about lease option now. We did that way back then, where some tenants will come in, they'll put some money down and they're paying a little more rent. And then when they want to buy the house, then we'll give them credit of the down payment or something, those kind of things. So I've been always like a student of reading and really getting into the deep end of any subject. I love that. I love that, Vinny. So you, you went from your, your door-to-door sales and you, you went to, to the sister company or the parent company. Yeah. So you went into motivational speaking. Is that correct? Yeah, that's and, what I've been doing. And you Fundraising, you, raising money and motivation speaking in front of 40, 50, 500 people, you know? <laughs> and, and you were unsuccessful at that at the get-go. In the starting. You thought, you thought that, you thought that your, your skills would translate from door-to-door sales yeah. to, you know, big, big crowds and being able to... Yeah you know, motivate, but that, that wasn't the case. So you realized that you couldn't fast forward. You couldn't jump ahead. You had to learn the basics. You went back and you literally learned your craft. And Mm -hmm. from there, you've been with that company for 37 years. 37 years. That's amazing. I retired. So, so so you retire and you have, what type of lifestyle did you have when you retired before you even got into real estate? What, because I want to figure out what prompted you to start getting into real estate after you retired. You know, we have done very well with my company. Of course, I don't have to work at all. And it's just that the exciting part is that my stocks became multiplied and stock options and breaking and splits and all that. And then also my leadership qualities and all the awards I won and everything like that. So I always felt that I will be staying with the company for a longer period of time. This way you can really establish your clientele. They become your friends. And then you get to working with your friends, you get into a comfort zone and then you increase your base and more and more and more and more. That's how I did. And I started also believing in multiplying myself. I believe in that a lot. Virtual assistants, my own assistants and all that, teaching them so that I can free up time for my own other important activities. So answer. To your question, yes, we had a wonderful time. The good part was that I was employed, but at the same token, my motivation speakings happened about five months in a year, but seven months, I had a lot more time in my in my avenue. And I'm not a sitter. I'm not like to watch TV. I don't want to waste time. I mean, you know, I tell people that I write, read a lot of books. Books have made me who I am. A lot of mentors from Jim Rowan to Zig Ziglar's to Tony Robbins to all these people. I bought like maybe I've been spending about a thousand dollar 
every year, whenever I, you know, starting from way back to buy these CDs and books and tapes, I had like thousand books, you know, and so forth. We have given to the library. But the key thing is, it's the company you have of the friends. If you want to move up in life, you got to really be with the people in that category and you want to stimulate yourself. I'm 65 now. I'm as ready as like a 40 year old today because I am painting my vision for the next 25 years. I want to really make a significant difference in the next that time, you know? I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So at retirement, what age did you, did you retire, by the way? I retired at the age of 62. At 62. So at 62, you're retired, you're done. You, you've created, I guess, enough, enough streams of passive income mm-hmm. to sustain your life and sustain your family's life. What, totally. what, what, what prompted you to, to get into real estate? What, what, what was that exact moment that had you thinking like, I, I need to either diversify, I need to create another stream? What was it? Totally. You know, we always were knowing that real estate is a great passive income and also it's good for hedging the more money you make. The laws in USA are very, very conducive to saving you, you know, taxes and so forth. So that was one thing. Other thing I was thinking always in the back of my mind was, okay, you know, for retirement, we'll keep on selling homes. And, you know, some of our properties went from 65000 to 315000 I mean, in California, appreciation is so high. Our single family home went 42% in just four years. Then we went to the second one. That went to another 46% up. Then we went to the third one. That went from there to now one point. So we have million equity. Let's see, 450,000 to 1.4 million. So look at that growth. So real estate has really captured our attention, my wife and mine. And that's why we kept on buying. But then in 2004, I became broker, by the way. My wife said, you know so much about it. Why don't you just go for broker license? And I said, oh my gosh, I don't want to be a you know, salesperson and then do that and all that. But then at that time, 2004, they were allowing you, if you can take exams and so forth like that, they can give you broker license. And I studied for four months, I think, very diligently. And I passed it on first try. I just sat six hours, three hours and three hours, I think. And I passed it. And I am a broker now, active broker in California. But then we were thinking, should we start a business or should we get into something really exciting, which we would love? And that's when I came to know about multifamily. I said, I'm not going to do retail. I'm going to do commercial. Then I looked into hotels, office spaces, industrial, mobile parks, all that. And multifamily really caught my attention. I said, man, this is the way to go. So I learned in 2005 and six through buying a course on eBay. (laughs) Just spent 300 bucks, three, 400 bucks, I think. And I bought these CDs and I'll play them. I always, because we were in sales and marketing and motivation, I was driving quite a lot. So I always used my car as a automobile university, I called it. Even for my reporters, I would give them the CDs and all that, say, never listen to music or this, working hours, don't look into the talk show hosts and all that, you know, but then messes up your mind. What you need to do is preparing for the next call, what you're going to be talking to the prospect and what kind of presentation you're going to be. And 
for that, you need some motivation in the car. So I'll provide them and they bought them too. So I have always been a very proponent of uh, listening good stuff. Podcasts are there now. Oh my gosh, I love Google. YouTube. Oh my God. They are my biggest mentors. I love them. <laughs> Every morning I get up, I do my rituals and gratitude and everything. And then I like to look at a clip of a YouTube video on success, on motivation, on positive thinking. It starts the day. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you talk about YouTube and podcasts, and these are your biggest mentors. But Vinny, you, you yourself, you know, you're a mentor now, but you've had many mentors in the past. And I think before the, the episode, you told me that you told me that you had a mentor in which you paid a lot of money for. How much did you pay for that mentor? And what? what? $30,000. $30, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I look back at it and I say, we couldn't afford it, <laughs> but we did it. And total, I paid 160, 65,000 because we kept on taking our team members also to the same boot camps and training. Many of them fell apart. So I teach now not to have too many people in the pot. I mean, you cannot really, you can do the whole thing with two partners. That's it. You and one more person. This business is simple business. Sometimes we make it so complicated. There's nothing complicated in it. It's just learning the tricks and massive action. I just believe in daily massive action. That's what I believe in. <laughs> if you guys are wondering what that sound is, that's Vinny pounding his hand into a shirt. <laughs> but Vinny, so what would you say is your ROI on that, on that 30,000? What would your ROI be? Just, just. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm making in the seven figures, net worth in eight figures. Oh my gosh. So you, you wouldn't take back your training. You wouldn't take back everything. Not at all. Not at all. I think it's so myopic if some students think that, hey, 5,000 is less money or I don't have it. It's when you need it because you will grow so much. What we paid $500 per hour coaching back then, 11 years back, what it did was it formed us and it really helped us not to step on minds, I call it, because of the mistakes, it can wipe you out. To have the structure in syndication with the legal attorneys, syndication attorneys, loan brokers, regular brokers, and then you got your investors. I mean, I say the spinning of five plates. And that is so true because once you start in that system, if you get the scripts down, presentation down, credibility bit, a kit down, all that, then you don't need anybody. I mean, you, know, you get, then it's massive action, getting through the SEC attorneys and all that and action to meet and build your base, build your list of investors and brokers. That's the two main thing. So Vinny, fast forward to today's time. What is, what is a balanced lifestyle to you? Balanced lifestyle is again, freedom. I was just thinking, what have I achieved in the last three years, let's say, right? Since I retired, I just free. I mean, I'm just totally free. I, I don't need to do anything to be truthful. I mean, we are going for vacations and charities and making sure my VPs are doing what they are allocated to do. And I really like to also do a lot of communication with vitamin investors. I hold the meetings for all my investors every quarter live, go to meetings with a presentation and then we record them live and then they ask me questions and all and then also they get links those who were there and those who could not attend the meeting they get links also so that they could watch it at their leisure i do like to send them newsletters 
positive news about the markets, where I'm heading, like I'm just getting into a $50 million fund I'm bringing in January because squeeze is coming in the market. Correction is coming. I want to be ready to have the fund available. I can raise about six to 10 million in two, two days nowadays because of my base that I built. That's amazing. So maybe give us a little bit more context on what you do. You talk about, you have to talk to your investors all the time. It seems like almost on a daily basis. You talk no, to maybe no, not no, no. Daily, but you talk to your investors and, and you, you have these autoresponders, it seems like yes. set up, but you talk to your investors, you talk to your, your coaching students and you have your family and you also, you also talk to your employees. So maybe give us a, a breakdown of a typical day in your life and how you're able to kind of space out all these things and get everything done. Totally. I'm a very compartmentalizing guy. What that means is I can go from one 30 minutes to next 30 minutes, totally different. So essentially, I only have five students at a time. I don't take more than that. That's not my stream of income at all. But my main thinking is I'm taking these mastermind students who have very burning desire to excel and I'm recording everything. So everything we do, we are recorded through videos, through my meetings, and we have post-production guys and girls, and they take my lessons that I answer questions into lessons for the online academy. So that's where I'm going. So I don't spend too much time at all. I might have maybe one or two students at the most in a day. So what are you typically doing? Oh, I'm just having fun. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, I am involved. I'm involved at a higher level, at a CEO level with the vision painting, making sure my accounting department is about five people full time now and 67 people total. We have our own community managers, ACMs, assistant community managers, and then the lead maintenance and the porters and the make readies. For every apartment, we have 12 in my new company that I bought in last two years, 12 syndications. So we control all those. And then we have the previous company also where we are selling the assets. So we take care of all of that. And then I'm the president of that, but CEO of these. And again, it's, I'm a systems guy. I always have believed if I can formulate good, solid systems, and then I give freedom to all my employees, all my team members, to just excel in that. I give out motivation quote every morning to the whole, all the employees. And then I watch their performance. And then I have every quarter I meet with them. And I just hired now HR in-house, full HR and benefits and everything. We started benefits in in my company, all that and profit sharing will be starting. And we have quarterly bonuses for every single employee in the company and things like that. So that's amazing. That's amazing. So, and then, and then, like you said, from the time that you wake up, you're, you're implementing systems that are kind of taking over themselves and you're able to quote unquote, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's amazing. So what, what role does your wife play in the business? Oh, yeah. She's also vice president investor relations. She and I are the two people who really interact with the investors because nobody else interacts and they don't don't know them. Our 130 investors we have who are multi-multi-millionaires and they have entrepreneurs and things like that and they've invested lots of money. So I really like to because they are gold. In my thinking, I believe Investors are gold and residents are gold and the team members in my company are gold. So those three are the ones that I cater 
too. And that's what I really look at it. I look at it in my, I never had a website for 10 years, nine years. I just built a website last year. <laughs> so all my investors have been word of mouth and I have met maybe 20% of my investors only physically, but on the go to meetings and all, and they know me and I, every signature I send, every email that goes, it has my picture on it. They can email me, they can call me. Most of my investors don't call me. Don't call me at all because our whole company is totally transparent. All four companies, I built that company on a foundation that investors can go to the properties without telling me. They can shop, they can send people there, and they can ask accounting anything, bids, invoices, bank statements, anything they want. It's totally transparent from bottom up. We've been doing it for 10 years and that brings the credibility then. That's amazing. That's amazing. So if any listeners out there are confused a little bit about what systems and what investors Vinny is talking about, Vinny is a multifamily syndicator. And what Vinny does is he raises private funds and he uses mm-hmm. those private funds to buy real estate. More specifically, he uses those funds to buy multifamily buildings. Uh, and over the course of time, Vinny and his investors, they, they share in the profits. So whatever the profit Correct. is, of the actual building makes they share in those. There's quarterly payouts and there's a, yes. there's also an equity payout when they dispose of the asset or when they sell the asset. So that's what, what Vinny's talking about when he's talking about these investors and how they're able to just go to the properties and literally do walk the properties, talk to the property managers, talk to the account managers, and really just just know what, what they're investing in and where their dollars are going because sometimes that's important to investors. Some investors, they just want to see that check in the mail every month or every quarter or however you do it. But that's impressive. That's amazing, Vinny. So let's get back to your story. You you started with $7 in the US and there are a lot of listeners out there who are, who are in college, who are fresh out of college, who are in engineering. Matter of fact, there's a large engineering base and they're looking to they're looking for financial freedom. They're looking for a way out of the rat race. They're looking for a way to start building their empire, whether that's through real estate or through businesses. What can you provide our listeners with to go take action on now? How can, how can they start shaping their future to relieve themselves of their, of their W-2 job? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. You know, I would love to mention, put a little plug about my Youth Academy. Youth Academy is totally free till I die, nobody will have to pay a dime. And I have gotten some very good mastermind people with me now who are millennials. They are from Stanford. They are the digital directors. They are the movie makers and all of them. And they are building it with me where it's targeted to the high school students and college students. My passion in life is to teach them about saving, about investing, about starting a business when they are 14 or 15 or 16 and pay for the car when they are 18 or 19 and have a duplex and a fourplex when they are 22. That's the vision I have. And to teach them real estate skills at this youth academy so that they can really get into the system of not using these credit cards, but the debit cards and applying their skills to understand finances and entrepreneurship what it's about and why it's so important to get grab of it right there and then move into, see, I started it way late, but I think in colleges and schools, nobody teaches those things. So that's my passion. That's my passion that we can really go 
exciting millions and millions of students can learn. And I will be then talking to our meeting with Khan Academy and other people and some more entrepreneurs and more companies in the Silicon Valley where I live to kind of see if I can get some grants and move this whole initiative way ahead. So answering your question, I would say don't, I mean, you got to focus. The only one thing I can say to your audience is, Focus is power, I say. Focus and massive action is so important in life. Enthusiasm and smiling, I smile a lot. My middle name changed to smile <laughs> because I just smiled. My Kumar went out. My Kumar was the middle initial, but my trophies, when they started giving me a plaques and trophies, almost 35 years back, they started taking my Kumar out and put in parenthesis smile. <laughs> so I just kept it. And, you know, I really believe that to build relationship with clients, with brokers, with investors. Put your face out there. Every signature, every business card I've owned, I have my picture on it. I have a picture. We got to say, and then whenever you're meeting with anybody, always do FaceTime. Always do go to a Skype and ask them to turn on the webcam and you be dressed in professional clothes. All those things make a big, big, big difference because you are selling yourself. I mean, I had people, I just started the website. I had people who just listened to Michael Blank's show and they connected with me, said, Winnie, I want to put half a million dollars with you. I didn't even know them yet. They just emailed me. I couldn't believe it. I said, oh my gosh. I told my wife, I said, you know what? I don't know what I said in that interview. These people are trying to put half a million without even knowing me. They said, you are so sincere. So sincerity has to show. You got to have the highest standards, the moral standards, the honesty, integrity. That's where you build it. And then I have now partners who are my partners now. They brought like people 10 years back, nine years back, some of their friends, right? But every time their friends come into my deal and they have jobs in my company, they get, I mean, a good amount of checks and all that because they're helping build my business. So I always have felt that a big pie is there, this business, and let's share, share the wealth. We recommend only the best books on this show. With that being said, we can understand the urge to read the last book you've heard an entrepreneur get excited about. Well, guess what? You can go read it right now. We've partnered with Audible, an Amazon company that produces high-quality audiobooks. Together, we are offering, and for free, a 30-day trial and one free book as soon as you sign up. So, if you've been eyeing a certain book but haven't quite been able to pull the trigger yet, we'd love to cover the cost for you. Just visit audibletrial.com slash before the millions to start reading or listening to your next free book. The link is also in the show notes of this episode at beforethemillions.com. The best real estate investing advice ever show is literally the only daily podcast that I subscribe to. And now I'm prescribing for you. The world's longest running daily real estate podcast. That's unprecedented. Visit joefearless.com slash show for the back catalog. Enjoy. Lifestyle Design Acceleration Hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book? You know, Before the Millions, I would say about 35, 50 years back, 40 years back, sorry, I'm not that old. Think and Grow Rich. 
I remember Napoleon Hill's book made a big difference in my life. Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And then Magic of Thinking Big by W.J. Schwartz. Those three books come to my mind right away. That really got me going. Love it, love it. I've read two out of the three, so that's amazing. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? And this can be a business app or tool. You know, on my iPhone, I actually bought most of my properties now. I buy my iPhone, by the way. My attorney looks through all the contracts and everything. I printed only 100 pages in last four years. 100 pages only. I never had a printer. I have SignEasy is a great app or DocuSign. I use SignEasy and TurboScan. I never have a scanner at all. TurboScan can scan as many pages, PDF and send it out right away. And then podcast is a beautiful one. I love podcast app. Love it. Love it. Those are wonderful recommendations. Yes, I use DocuSign as well. And of course, I definitely use the podcast app. (laughs) (laughs) What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? The biggest thing I feel is that I have freedom. I can just close up the whole thing and take my wife out wherever. And we are just making plans last night to go to Hawaii. We like to go to four trips a year, at least things like that. And we just planned it. But then again, freedom, travel. We love to travel. We love to travel Europe. We were in Paris, Italy this year. We were in New York twice. We were in all other places and so forth. Then we have the third thing I wrote down, charities. It's really important that, you know, we are able to give to those people. And if we are making good money, why not? I love to give to really good contributions. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? Sacrifices, I mean, I look at teaching lesson plans. I mean, sacrifices again are, if I learned very quickly that a lot of people are not successful because they don't want to do the things that the successful people do, right? That's a big saying. And that takes into a lot of things in account. Getting up early in the morning, that was a sacrifice. Disciplining yourself, that was a sacrifice to learn it. Why did I not do it? Why I made a, dis- made a plan to do it, but I didn't do it. And I got really stymied. I went out in the field, but then some rejection hit me and I went to the lake. (laughs) Spent time over there. I mean, we have all done those things, right? So sacrifices do come. You have to pay the price for success, I call it. But the thing is, if we can do those things, we can really regulate our habits habits and thinking in between the years if we can really send our thinking mind correctly we can achieve success i love that i love that and i want all the listeners to think about that whenever you have a failure then he mentioned that when he had a failure he went out to the lake and that was his version or his way of unplugging and just kind of being disconnected and that was his way of doing that and yours may be video games yours may be eating there's a lot of things you have to you kind of have to know exactly what triggers that behavior and you have to nip that you have to nip that in the butt so I I love that a lot Vinny who was essential to your growth before the millions and why I would say I have to give really respect to a lot of great leaders because I was associated with one company for 40 years can you believe it three summers since I came to America I only worked with one company (laughs) 
<laughs> that's unheard of. Oh, no, back in the day, that was very normal. Now, yeah. So the great leaders, my colleagues, I learned a lot, and then from my friends, I think. And again, the biggest people who really have grown me are the mentors. Like I said, Tony Robbins and Zig Zig. and Tom Hopkins and so forth and as Jim Rohn I can't miss him Stephen Covey all those great ones why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions even though we have every intention on getting to the millions very good point you know i'm glad you asked me that a lot of people who have approached me in the last many many years students investors and then i find such so i write so when they call me i put in my iphone and i t- i write it down what date i talk to them right so sometimes they call me after a year and i ask them what did you accomplish tell me about it they don't have to tell me much because i am very direct now and i just tell them hey what did you accomplish in the last one year if you didn't really accomplish you got to take charge of your life man you got to put action you got to focus so that is what i would say if audience can put focus you got to just make up your mind this is what i want five year goal or three year goal or two year goal break it down break it down to one moment because we cannot worry about yesterday we cannot worry about tomorrow don't worry about it because if you are doing things today that's the book i love power of now if your audience would love please get that book power of now by akhil tali oh my gosh change my life change my life alan lankins how to control your time control your life change my life but the thing is we got to really be willing to sit down do the thinking time have a plan and act on the plan i love it i love that so much and i'm definitely going to add that book power of now to my reading list and i want to touch on something that you just mentioned when it comes to goal setting you should always have this we talk about lifestyle design and goal setting you should always have always have this this someday goal and from that someday goal you know what do you, what do you see yourself someday like what do you see yourself doing what type of lifestyle do you see yourself having and have that someday goal and then what do you need to be doing over the next 5 years or 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 what's your 5 year goal in 5 years where do you need to be to meet your someday goal if you can envision where you need to be in 5 years to meet your someday goal then where do you need to be in 1 year to meet your 5 year goal so what do you need to be doing over the next 1 year so that you can be exactly where you need to be in 5 years where you envision yourself once you break that down what do you need to be doing over the next month what do you need to be doing over the next week to meet your 1 year goal to meet your 5 year goal someday goal and if you could break it down to a science if you can figure out what you need to be doing over the next day the next hour right now what can you do today think about it guys what can you do today to meet your someday goal and once you break it down like that you're that much more on your way to meet your goal so then i think that's amazing this has been an amazing episode and i want to thank you again for your time if any of the listeners want to reach out to you learn more about you where can they find your information oh sure actually i like i said i never had a website i do have one now with my name www.vinichopra.com that's v as in victor i n n e y nancy nancy e y i love elephants so i put e in the middle cuz a lot of people spell it as vinny v i n n y <laughs> so that's my really and then chopra is c h o p r a p as in paul 
ra.com chopra or they could email me also vinny at vinnychopra.com and i would love to reply i like to reply every single person and send them some of my videos and free ebooks i've written and things like that and put them on the right path to syndication multifamily or anything i can do well, Vinny, there you guys have it. Vinny, this has been amazing. Hopefully you guys have gained some insight into, into Vinny, Mr. Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> guys have gained some insight into his life and how he he went from seven dollars in the u.s to, to now doing wonderful things in the multifamily <laughs> providing for his family and living the lifestyle he's always wanted so thanks again Vinny. it's been a, a amazing going on here before the main journey and hopefully we can get you back on the show sometime soon